The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. You listen, you want to be a hard-working woman in a port town? Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, the, the men you love, they leave. And the men you don't want to stay, stay. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. Jackie's thinking about a career change. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys know the song Brandy, I forget who sings it. You know that song? No, I have no idea. Because when you, I was talking about the, the 70s playlist I've been making lately, and uh, you asked me if Brandy was on it, I thought you were talking about the pop star. No, of course I'm not talking about the pop star. I thought you were being facetious. No, that's late 90s. I thought you were being cute, though. I'm never cute. <laughs> I'm never facetious. I'm only real and true. <laughs> uh, it's They're called Looking Glass. Yeah. Brandy, you're a fine girl. I've heard, I think I listened to this song maybe eight times at work today because I have a <laughs> playlist that I have it on three times. And I listen to the playlist a few times. <laughs> I love it so much. Mm. You know, it's just sometimes you you think the grass is always greener. Sometimes you do, but most of the time the grass is just the the cold mistress of the ocean. Yeah, man. Ooch. Ooch. <laughs> you're going to listen to it and you're going to realize. All right, I'll listen to it later. Yeah, I'm I'm listening to nothing but 1970s music uh, these days, so I'll get into it. I mean, I'm assuming it's in the 70s. It 19, sounds pretty 70s. 1972. Oh, yeah, baby. Brandy with a bullet. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> well, the other thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is the... Uh, it's uh, last Wednesday. Uh, we sold. My brother has been living in the house that we grew up in, uh, and the house has been in our family for about almost thirty years now. Uh, and they sold it on Wednesday uh, because they needed to. It was definitely it was something that that had to happen. They they had to move uh, and couldn't stay in the house any longer. Uh, but I feel like that something very important is kind of missing now because I when I go home to uh, to Texas. Uh, my parents don't live in the town that I grew up in anymore. My brother lived there. Uh, so going back home to the, the, the podunk little shithole that I grew up in, that I love with all of my heart, uh, it was very grounding for me, especially living in a city of 8 million. Uh, it's very... It was very important to me to go back home and to have a place where I could breathe, press the reset button, press the big red reset button. Of course, we talk on the show a lot about pressing the reset button in our own lives. But for me, the big ass red reset takes my entire hand to press down button. And you got a big hand. And I got a huge hand. <laughs> you fuck, I mean, I got a grotesquely large hand. It's very big. I have a hand that I hide in pictures because it looks weird. That's only in your head, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to judge you for it, but it's definitely only in your head. Yes, I know, but you know what? I'm not changing. Uh, that's okay. I'm not asking you to change. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, that that's kind of where it was because I, I could go back and it, it, it's de- it's extremely grounding for me, uh, and and I think it's very important. Uh, it's not just important for me, but I think it's uh, important for everybody to remember where you came from. You don't need to obsess over it. You don't need to make it a part of your personality. You don't need to make it your identity. But it's very important to remember where you came from, how you were shaped as a person throughout the years. Uh, And it's going to be a lot harder for me to do that now. You know, it's all part of growing up. I'm 32 years old now. Like, I should be over this 
by this point in my life. Uh, but it does feel like that's one of the last little things to go. I don't think that you should be over this. I think that that right now there's just kind of a piece of you that you feel like you just lost. Yeah. And that's okay. But I do think that it is a piece of you that can be filled in other ways. I know you, uh, Marcus and I are talking about this before the cast and, and you were sad because now all you can do is drive past it and, and look at it. But at least, you know, you have those roots. The yeah. roots that were created in that home still are strong in your family. And I think now what you need to do is change your perspective of what your reset button is. Mm. You need to choose a new reset button. And that is, it's a hard thing to do, but I know that you can do it once you set your mind to it. Is it now you got to go home and find the new reset button? Yeah. And I think that's important. Rather than you lost your reset button, you just got to get a new one. Yeah. And that happens to a lot of people. Honestly, you were so lucky to have that until you were 32 years old. I know. I had it for, I know I'm extremely lucky for that, to have it for this long. Most people don't. But that house is truly where our family like grew from its very humble beginnings from my father being a, a fucking delivery driver for Budweiser. Um Doing all of the what, what? What was his favorite thing to do? He was in keg lifting competitions. Ooh, were they <laughs> strong? Yeah, yeah, real strong guy. Fucked up his back forever. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be in keg lifting competitions. <laughs> and, mean, it's and not a smart it. thing. It's kind of fun thing. Yeah, in Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, the biker town, trucker town. I want to go there. <laughs> Maybe I can. Be, I can find my brandy, my new profession down there. It is horribly <laughs> landlocked. You could not get more landlocked oh. than yellow. Texas. All right, it's not a yellow Texas. Amarillo. I know what Amarillo means. <laughs> <laughs> yellow Texas. Well, yeah, that, that's where that's where my my family grew, you know. Uh, and, and it's it's kind of hard to not have that anymore. But you're right. I, I have to find a new place. I have to find a new reset button. And uh, you know, and it's and it doesn't even necessarily need to be. Back in Texas, you know, it could be here. It could be Prospect Park. It could be Central Park. It it has to be a, 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 it has to be no cars. Like, yes. <laughs> it I has mean, to be it has to be like a middle of middle of nowhere uh, type of feeling at the very least. But at the same time, I feel like your reset button is where your family is. Yeah, and I think no matter what, your reset button is always going to be in Texas or wherever your family is. Exactly. And that's fine because I think it's something that like you guys can communicate about and, and figure out a new reset button for all of you. Because as much as maybe your whole family doesn't use the language of a reset button, it all means the same thing. There's yeah. something about going home, whatever going home means to you, that is another way of describing having a reset button. It's, yeah. a, it's a place to retreat to. It's a place to where you feel comfortable in. And, and you can find another one because families are always changing. Yeah. There's one thing about family, it's always changing, whether it's relationships or whether it's how close you are to a person or, you know, lo losses, gains, you know, it, and that's something that you just got to work together to get through. You know what? I think I got it. You know, we could, I could make it the dog graveyard that we have up on North Point. You could make it the dog graveyard <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you want your reset button to be. You can make it the dog graveyard if you want. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It really, it's this big, it's this tall cliff uh, that looks out over the entire ranch. Uh, Ugh, and it's just, that's where the pups deserve to go. I know. It's, one, it's the prettiest place on the entire ranch. Uh, and that's where the pups go. 
You know, that's oh, we got God, a cup. We got a sad. few pups out there. That's uh, sad. It's sad. And you go out there. It's it's also we got a little memorial from my papa out there. You know, he always loved that place. So, so. he's with the pups. I mean, he liked pups. Yeah, everybody loves yeah. pups. <laughs> <laughs> he was our he was our pups. He definitely knew one at least one of them pups. Uh, but that is that is a uh, very like that's a family spot right there. Yeah, like that's when I go home. It's like all right, you want to go up to North Point? It's like yeah, we go up there and we just kind of look around, don't really say a whole lot, uh, and then we you know go back. It, there you it's go. Just that's a, your new reset button. It's just, yeah, that's it. That's that's the place right there. It's got to be got to be North Point. Uh, but it's a it's a beautiful place, and that also really does put put things very much into perspective. Uh, but that's what uh, I think is so easily lost in New York City is perspective. Yes, uh, that's especially for me. I, I better get- just whether you're going all the time. If you're not mm-hmm. thinking about stuff, perspective is a hard thing to keep a hold of in, in a lot of different situations. Yeah, and I think it's a hard thing to keep a hold of for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and for people like us, you know, I, I think. I think everyone loses perspective at some point or another. Um, oh, yeah. And fairly often, I, I think. Uh, and it's important for us to have things that give us some perspective. Maybe that's why I'm so into the awful things that happen to other people. Why well, I'm so interested in it because it gives me a very clear perspective on my own life. Uh, and I tell people about like my like you know my life growing up and all that, and they're like, wow, that sounds extremely fucked up and, and hard. I'm like... No, nah, dude, no. it was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty easy, and it was very normal In to comparison, me. especially to uh, the way a lot of other people are raised. Well, you know, it's hard to, to see that as fucked up when it's like, no, I mean, I got through it. I'm, I'm okay. No. Everything's fine. It's and, life. And it's not like I can't go back to the town. You know, it's not like I, I can't do that. I can. But but that's that place puts things into perspective for me more than so many other things uh and it's just also important like you know it just makes me feel very lucky very fortunate um but it's hard to not have that anymore but i'm gonna get over it you know but also it's i think it's important to reflect and to uh, and understand that it's okay to feel this way and to deal with it yeah rather than just squashing it down and then lord knows you're gonna go home for christmas and just be like oh my god it's all different (laughs) it's different it's not the same you know that's why we have to deal with these things when they're happening rather than just waiting until we're forced to deal with them yeah which i think is um it's a much harder task to to do than it is to say. Yeah. Um, but especially since you're not there, it's hard to completely be in it. But I think that you being in contact with the family and talking about all this shit is the best thing you can do to deal with it. Yeah. Because it's not gone. You yeah. know? Me, uh, you know, you're still going to go down there. You're still going to see it. You still got your land. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got your land. The way you say that is like you're talking about like I'm a medieval. I mean, I've never, baron. I've never had a land before. <laughs> I've never had, you know, not that base. <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> I grew up in Queens. <laughs> I no. see. I can't even go and look at my childhood home. My childhood home is on the J train. I could go and see it. I could go look at my elementary school, to the public library I grew up in, the the hill that we sled down every single year, and like mm-hmm. where we spent our entire childhood. And I just won't go <laughs> because I'm so horrified of dealing with my past and wanting to think about it at all that it's right there. And I would love to see it because I haven't seen it since I was 10 years old. You know, I haven't ever really thought about that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah you I can. should go. I can go. I can go see it. And, and I, I have no desire to. Huh. I do have a desire to. And every time I think about it, 
um, I like well up with tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to ask yourself, it's like, do I want to ruin the day? The, do I want to ruin my day off? Yeah. <laughs> you know? If I go yeah. walking around, it's like, which is now a bad part of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like go walk around by myself, What's just the- crying <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> You probably don't want to do that. Nah. 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 <laughs> nah you don't but I want kind to. of do because it's like right on Forest Park, which is one of the most beautiful parks in the city. Mm-hmm. Got a big carousel. Um, and I just don't, I just refuse to go over there. Yeah. It's better to, you know, sometimes it's better to be stubborn than to cry. <laughs> That's what we learn well, in my family. You'll deal with it in your own time. Oh, yeah. I'll They'll, go there someday. There will come a day. Yeah. Yeah. There will come a day. But exactly, you know, that was my childhood home that we lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's having a having a home where it's like, I mean, I had the home that I go to now, which is just a new home for me. But sometimes you just find a new new reset button that we had when I started when I was thirteen, which you know, is not that old, but in the scheme of of living, mm-hmm. it, it became my home because I did have a lot of experiences in it. And even though you're not there that often, you're still gonna have experiences in in all the homes that your family has down there. Yeah, man. Yeah. And on your land. <laughs> it's not that big of a acres. D- it's not good land. I don't know what land means. <laughs> I can't even imagine looking out and being I just think of like the Lion King. We're <laughs> like everything you see is yours. It's full of snakes and pigs. That's and great. My mom killed a rattlesnake yesterday. That's awesome. <laughs> Brandon, you fine girl. Man, I just you know, I just want I need to be harder. You got. You want to be harder. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can't. You can't try for it though. I wouldn't I say my mom is hard. She killed a rattlesnake yesterday. It's not the first, and it won't be the last. Can you imagine? I see a spider and I fucking <laughs> lit, flip my shit. Yeah, she got a hoe and she chopped it up. Hell, she chopped it up. She chopped it up. Yeah. Made sure that fucker was dead. God, it's just like I'm not southern enough. Mm, and not, I'm also not. Shit, neither am I. I'm Texan. Fuck you. Whoa. All right, <laughs> Friday Night Lights. <laughs> There's a difference, goddammit. Yeah, damn it. yeah, the yeah. The south is 500 miles away from where I grew That's up. That's fine. I want to be in Maine in a port town, so everything's going to be fine. I'm going to be the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm salty enough. You are. Every, all you are the, so you're totally salty yeah, enough. Yeah, all the, the, all the men, they're going to come in and be like, maybe I shouldn't be on the sea anymore. And then they'll realize that they should be on the sea. Yeah. You got to convince them to be and on we'll the sea. we'll drink a glass of whiskey while we look into each other's eyes. And then I'll go away forever. And then you'll fuck them without kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, no, no fucking. I feel like it would just be like fucking with like souls. And then, <laughs> but like, no, like f- nothing physical. Nothing physical. Yeah, yeah, Just a spiritual. Spiritual. Spiritual yeah. sex. Yeah, spiritual sex. Hmm. Interesting concept. <laughs> All right, let's get to our letter for today. Uh, what are we going to call this dude? Snapdragon. <laughs> You actually already used that one. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, how about um, mm, panties for days? <laughs> no, is that bad? Um, how about ooh? Everything I think of is terrible. <laughs> I just had three go through my mind. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Rat trap. Rat trap. Great. I like that. I hope he does too. <laughs> Says, hey, Marcus and Jackie, thought I'd reach out to you guys for advice on my current situation. Love the show and love you guys. Thanks for doing what you do. So let me give you the rundown of my situation. I'm 26 and I'm working a great job. I have good benefits, a solid schedule, and there's a lot of room for growth from within. Only problem is I fucking hate it. I'm not cut out for the corporate nine to five cloth. 
Getting where I am without a degree was a bit of an uphill climb. It wasn't by any means easy. That said, I've gotten to a place where I'm comfortable and I can't stand it. When I was fresh out of high school and beginning college, I wanted to work in the theater. I did my fair share of performance and even got into writing for a little while, but I didn't find my niche until I started working as a designer. Niche? Niche? Niche. Niche. Excuse me. (laughs) The act of making stuff and watching it come to life on stage was a thrill for me. Whether it was seeing an actor use a prop I made or seeing a set I built have life breathed into it, I felt like I was sort of the man behind the curtain. It was a role I fell in love with. As luck would have it, soon life happened. I was forced to make the decision to continue school and go into virtual poverty or work to keep myself and the people I cared about above water. So naturally, I chose the latter. Fast forward eight years. I'm undegreed and sitting on credits working a hopeless job where I have to, God forbid, wear khakis. I do freelance design work and write on the side, but that makes for 16 to 18 hours a day on average, and it's really hard to keep things straight that way. I can't do this anymore. The thought of going to work every day makes me sick. I fantasize about walking into the office and quitting, going off to pursue my goals despite everything. Part of me feels like that's entirely unrealistic and impossible. Regardless, I'm stuck. Any input would be greatly appreciative. Any input would be greatly appreciated. Being creative people yourself, I figured you'd have some insight and opinions on the matter. I could be being overly dramatic, but that's kind of in my nature. Thank you. Ratchet. I think in the field that you are interested in, there's a lot of ways to be in it without getting a degree to do it. Mm -hmm. Speaking as someone that paid a bunch of fucking money to get a degree in that, but I didn't get in design, I got in theater, Mm -hmm. um, that got me fucking nowhere. It didn't help with, it didn't help with getting a job, it didn't help with me immediately being put forward in my career, it does nothing. And I know that sounds terrible, but yes, I did gain a lot of knowledge, I gained a lot of like, you know, learning from my body and and, and all the, you know, the basics of specifically acting and, and that kind of stuff. But in the day-to-day, who gives a fuck? No. I spent a bunch of fucking money to drink a lot. And as much as I think that there is a big idealistic view of what college can do for you, whereas where I think that you could do, especially in learning about design and in prop work and things like that, intern. I, you walk into one of those shops, go into the college that's in your hometown or into a theater in your hometown and say, hey, you're right. The nine to five, it's hard. It takes a lot on you. But if you go from that to go do intern work at any of those spots to learn a bunch from people who actually know how to do it, you'll learn how to do this shit for free. They want free help. That you do it after your job. And then, you know what? It makes getting up every day that much easier. It'll breathe so much more life into you. And it, it's, it is a lot of work. I'm yeah. not saying it's not. As so, Speaking as Marcus and I both with a full-time job with three other full-time jobs of other uh, creative aspects in our life right now. Um, It is hard as fuck, but it does help you get out of the bed every day. If it was just work, if it was just the work that I hated, I don't know if I could do it either. And I understand when you're not working on anything that you're passionate about and it's just a fucking khaki job. Mm Yeah, yeah. You know, anyone can be overdramatic because it sucks. And especially when you feel like you're looking down the barrel of a gun being like, is this it? Is this what I'm doing just so I can pay my bills? I think that there are a lot of people, especially in the design department, that are salivating 
to teach somebody about what they know and to just be like, oh, I'll teach you how to do it right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I know the shop dudes. I always loved the shop dudes because they were always wanted to be like, no, 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 you don't know how to do this. Let me show you how to do this. Because it's like we were forced to do all that stuff in, in, in theater school, too. Um, but at least you are older now. It's it's the 18-year-olds they don't relish in dealing with. But you're 26, man. You walk in and show them. It's like, I started off in this. I would really like to continue to work on this stuff. I'll do other stuff for free. Because then you end up, you know, painting shit and doing other stuff. But they need help. Yeah, man. And I'll tell you this. You know what matters more than anything else and what matters so much more than a degree is experience. Yes. Man, when... People come, to, you know, like to to work for us, and you know, and in the past, you know, when I've you know been in in situations where I was like hiring people, uh, I look you like when I look at the uh, the which college they went to, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's like, man, no one's looking at your GPA. No one, especially these days, like people are starting to get the college racket. People are starting to see past that and starting to see it's like, fuck, no, not everyone needs a college degree. Some people do. A lot of people don't. Uh, And you've got experience already. Uh, And if you want to get into this type of stuff, experience and eagerness and a willingness to put in the time. To work your ass off. Yeah, the willingness to work your ass off and the willingness to listen uh, and to let yourself grow. That's what people want. And I, I actually wrote this guy back and I asked him if anyone was directly depending on him right now. And he said that, yes, his sister uh, is his roommate while she finishes her senior year in college. He said that you know, she he doesn't support her directly, but she couldn't afford the apartment on her own. Uh, so that means that he's got about you've got another year of having somebody else that could, you know, depend on you or at the very least somebody that is tethered to you. After that, you can do anything you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're working this type of job, then, you know, if you, if it's a great job, then, you know, you might be making money. Start saving, you know, start saving just a little tiny bit at a time uh, and eventually get to a point where you don't have to depend on that job so much. When you do more theater work and you work your way up uh, to where you might be getting paid a little bit, you know, like at work, you're like, all right, I might have to cut my hours back just a little bit uh, and because I've got better things to do. But that's the best way to do it. The more you, the more you invest your time, especially in one place, they will give you a job eventually. Yeah, they will. It doesn't give. They don't give a fuck whether you have a degree or not Mm -hmm. in this field specifically that I know about. I think that you, you just got to keep going, and and they're going to be. If you're a force to be reckoned with, they will reckon with you, Mm -hmm. and that's the best part. Somebody that's willing to learn, willing to work. Man, you you got it out for you. You are you can do this. It's just it's a hard jump to make, and it's going to be hard for the next year. But also think of it; it's going to be hard for the next year. Yeah, it's been eight years. Yeah, man, you've been doing it for eight years. Think of just one more year, and then you know if your sister can get a job, she can start helping out with all that stuff. Then maybe that would take some of the weight off your back, and that you could put more time into that. But by then. You'll know a bunch of people. You'll have more experience under your belt. But I think that this is something that you got to do now. Mm-hmm. If you are that unhappy, it is time for a change. There's just not enough time for us 
to be that unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell myself that whenever it's like, if I'm really feeling it, it's like, what is it that's making me this unhappy? And it's like, oh, it's my job. Well, you can't just quit a job sometimes. That's just not how it is. So you try and deal with it in the best way you can by using every other inch of space you have in your life to do the things that you love to do. And so that makes your hatred of that time of your day not as devastating. Not as sharp. Yes. Not as not as depressing, mm-hmm. too, if you have something else to look forward to. And it sounds like, I mean, yeah, you say you work in 16 to 18 hours a day on average with your job in addition to what you're doing outside of that. Sounds like it's hard to keep things straight, but it sounds like you already know how to do it. And the freelance design work and writing on the side, it sounds like those things aren't really your passion. It's not, like it's it sounds like you. you want physical things. Like you want to hold a prop that you made to, to you, become a props master. I mean, yeah. it's, it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing ability to do that. And it's like, and it's something that you should eventually shoot for, possibly getting a degree to get your masters in it so that you can become a props master if that's where you want to go but i think that you need to stop doing the writing just for a bit and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah focus on exactly what you want to do exactly what you want to do think about exactly what you want to do and think about how you're going to get better at it i mean shit man just make props on your own you don't have to i mean hell maybe like if you look at uh if you watch a movie or something like that and you see a shitty prop and you say you know what? I can do better than that. Do better than that. You know, if you, hell, maybe even do cosplaying or something like that. Make your own costumes. Make your own, uh, like, custom weapons. Like, you can see a sword that you really dig. Like, a fucking awesome, like, Mass Effect gun. Make that fucking gun, man. But make, it's also, <laughs> make the fucking Make that fucking gun. You're scaring me, Marcus. <laughs> it's a fake <laughs> laser gun, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, like, the more you get to know, it's like, even if you just go to a theater and it's like, you know that they're working on a specific play, work on a prop. Mm-hmm. Whether they want you to or not, be like, hey, I made this. I did this. What do you think? Yeah. You know, and then you learn from there. Yeah. And they'd probably be... Be like, wow. what? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's oh, is that something of the hundred million things I don't have to do? Yes. That's great. Yeah. The hundred million things that I don't have to do. Yes. Man. It's always so fucking great. It's always yeah. so helpful. When the, you have a million things that you got to do and someone goes, okay, you don't have to do that. Without you even asking them. Thank you. And then you immediately would be asked to do something else. Mm-hmm. You really will. And it's, I think you've got, uh, I think the road ahead of you is a little, I think it's a little clearer than you think it is. And I think it's a, I think it's a little bit, uh, Maybe even a little easier than you think it's going to yeah. be. And I don't think it's as insurmountable as you feel like it is right now. Uh, I think you just need a little bit of clarity and a little bit of focus uh, on what you really, really, really want to do. Uh, and I think you'll make it, man. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. I'm excited for you. That's yeah, fun. I can prop that shit up. Man, prop dudes are always just the best make out with props dudes yeah but (laughs) it's just no it's just something about it's like they're just so impassioned yeah impassioned that works passionate passionate (laughs) is the word that i was thinking of that especially like if you even possibly feel this man go for it because it's like i feel like props dudes are always just like fucking like this is always what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a hard road but man 
Just got to fucking keep doing it. And they are all usually pretty attractive. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we got to get out of here today. All right. If you've got uh, a question for us, capecomedyradio at gmail.com is the email address to send questions, comments, anything else over to. Uh, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye, Call y'all. me Brandy. Good. <laughs>